Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that this finds you and your family doing well today. I want to thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. So I'm sitting at my office today eating a sandwich that my wife made for me for lunch. And since I really can't write or study or do much while I'm eating my lunch, I'm uh, pull up YouTube and I just happen to see the video that I will be sharing with you today, excerpts of which I'll be sharing with you today from Jesse Duplantis. It was posted on his YouTube channel today. And so it just kind of popped up on my feed and I watched it. And as I watched it, I thought, oh my word, this may be the most blasphemous thing I have ever heard come out of Jesse Duplantis's mouth. And if you know anything about Jesse Duplantis, then that is saying something. This is the man who claims that he went to heaven on a cable car, just outlandish stuff, who has regular conversations with God and Jesus, talks to Jesus more frequently than you talk to your spouse or to your kids. Uh, in fact, one day, Jesse walked into his office, and of course, Jesus was there, as he usually is, physically, and um, Jesus just didn't seem like himself that day. And so Jesse said, come here, come here, Jesus, and and uh, come here, and, and, and I'm going to hug on you and love you and worship you and it, just until you feel better. And Jesus literally, physically gave, or did I say Jesus? Jesse gave Jesus a physical hug to comfort the Alpha and Omega, the one who spoke the universe into existence and upholds all things by the word of his power. He needed comfort, comfort, you see, from Jesse Duplantis. I'm not making that up. In fact, I'll put the link down below uh, in the description so you can watch that video. Uh, I've already talked about it, if you, were, if you were so inclined. But at any rate, given all of that, I mean, this is a man who, who is a living, walking blasphemy and spouts heresy all the time. And uh, this, even for Jesse Duplantis, was a lot. And I, it just so, uh, so got my ire up. I thought I'd, I would just do a video on this and uh, show you this, because as blasphemous as Jesse Duplantis is, Jesse Duplantis is uh, I hear very, very few, very few uh, charismatics willing to call him out for the unregenerate wolf and hireling that he is. But um, at any rate, so all of that to set this up, I'm going to show you a few clips from this program that was posted on his YouTube channel today. And as we go along, I'll interrupt with a few comments here. But the whole theme of this sermon is how Jesus gave us, you and me, to God the Father as gifts. Hmm. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And, and together, yes, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. What a blessing <laughs> of God it is. We got a sermon that you're going to really enjoy yes. entitled The Gift. 
that Jesus gave to his father. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus is a giver. He's God. Hallelujah. And you are a gift that Jesus gave to his dad. You are Jesus's gift. He says you're going to enjoy this sermon. The only way you could possibly enjoy this sermon is if you are lost or if you are a baby, baby Christian, because everything he says in this sermon is 100% wrong. And uh, the theme of it is that we are gifts given by Jesus to the Father. So we're going to talk about that. Let Jesse Duplantis talk about it a little bit more. And I'll have some running commentary here. Yes. You are the very desire of God, the Father's heart. Yeah, that makes yes. me so happy. Oh, when I think does. about that. And the fact that we're spreading the joy of Jesus all over the world today because of Christmas. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So let's go into this wonderful message, the gift that Jesus gave to his father. And remember, it's us. Except it's not. Today, I, I was, uh, well, like, actually last week I was thinking about it. And the Lord said, I want you to preach that December pardon letter. Now, when the Lord tell me to do something, I'm going to do what he said. Well, that didn't take long to get into heresy, did it? Well, a couple of things. Uh, if you've watched much of Jesse Duplantis at all, you know that he regularly gets into these conversations with God and God tells him to do things. And more often than not, his uh, initial instinct is not to do what God tells him to do. He usually gets into an argument with God. But um, that notwithstanding, did you notice how God supposedly told Jesse, I want you to preach your December partner letter? <laughs> so Jesse Duplantis writes these partner letters. If you donate to his ministry, you're a partner. And he sends you these partner letters. God told Jesse Duplantis, to preach not the Bible, preach your partner letter. Unbelievable. But I can't do it unless I'm dressed properly. So, just watch what's going to happen here. Make me look good there, Christine. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> you think I'm going to win the pageant? <laughs> uh, fix it. Do it right. This is uh, Kathy's sister, Christine. Hallelujah. Thank you. Well, why are you doing this? I'm a gift. I want to talk about the gift. That Jesus gave to his father. He decided to make us. So they had a business meeting. God the father, God the son, God the Holy Ghost. And the father said, I'm create a species called man. I'm going to create him in our image. And in our likeness. And I'm going to give him the same dominion that I have. So he could act like me, talk like me, smell like me. Smell like me? Be like me. Yes, God. Thank you. And I'm not going to make him a servant, but he will serve. I'm going to make him sons and daughters. I'm putting them in the family. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and you. Yeah. See, as a family... 
But something's going to happen because I want to give them something called free will. I want to know if they'll really love me. And you don't really know that unless someone has the ability to reject you. See, they have to freely love you. And as the meeting was going on, the father revealed to the son, Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit, the appearedness of who God is. He said, they're going to mess up. They're going to sin. And you know, Jesus, I can't touch sin. Sins can never be a part of me. And the Holy Spirit spoke up and said, neither can I. But I love these people. Because they are the gift of my heart. And Jesus took over the meeting. Jesse Duplantis just fabricates out of his imagination this supposed meeting between the members of the triune Godhead in God's boardroom uh, about how creation was going to take place and redemption and all that and puts words in God's mouth that he emphatically did not say. Jesus did not say those words. The Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Father did not say those words that he is saying that they did. And see, this goes back to what some of you have heard me say many times before, is that for the vast, vast majority, in fairness, not all, but the vast majority of charismatics, it's just not a big deal to put words in God's mouth that he did not say. It's not a big deal. It is, in fact, the distinctive of the charismatic movement to do that. And we haven't even gotten yet to what may be the most blasphemous thing Jesse Duplantis has ever said. That's still coming up in just a few minutes. He said, Lord, send me. I would die for these people because you see, redemption was not an idle thought. It was before the foundations of the earth. And I will bring them to you. Because for all eternity upon eternities, I've just been waiting to give you something, Father. And I just found out what it is. Jesus has just been waiting for an eternity of eternities to give something to his Father. And he just found out what it was. Uh, up until that point, he had no idea what he was going to do. So, uh, so much for omniscience. You sent me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But I'm going to turn this thing around and I'm going to give every person back to you as my gift to you for being my father. So when you get born again, you're a baby Christian. And Jesus takes you upstairs and says, Father, what do you think? Do you like him? And Father says, wow, they look just like you, Jesus. So Jesse Duplantis says that Jesus takes us and presents us before the Father as a gift from Jesus the Son to God the Father. And God says, wow, they, they look just like you, Jesse. I mean, this is... This is little God's theology. In fact, as I've said before, in the word faith movement, they've pretty much even dropped the little from the little God's doctrine. They just flat out say we are equal to God. And that's a teaser for what's going to come. 
uh, the most blasphemous thing I think I've ever heard Jesse Duplantis say coming up here shortly. But the whole theme of this sermon is Jesus giving us as gifts to the Father. That is the direct opposite of what Scripture actually teaches. I want to read to you a few verses from John's Gospel, John chapter 6, John chapter 10, and then John chapter 17. And uh, we're just going to take a quick perusal through what the Scriptures actually have to say about this. So John chapter 6, beginning in verse 37, and Jesus speaking, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. John 6, verse 39. Now this is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. John 10, verse 29. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. Of whom is he speaking? He's speaking about believers. He's speaking about sheep. The sheep, Christians, Believers, if you are a Christian, you are a gift given by the Father to the Son. John 17, verses 1 through 2. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. To all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. The Father gave some people his elect as a gift to the Son. John 17, verse 6. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. John 17, verse 24. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am. Dear friends, it could not be more clear. Jesus says over and over and over and over that we are gifts given by the Father to the Son, not the other way around. The Son doesn't give us to the Father. The Father gives us to the Son. When did he give us to the Son? From before the foundation of the world. In eternity past, God purposed it that he would give us, believers, Christians, his elect, as a gift to the Son. And for Jesse to plan us to preach an entire sermon that says the exact opposite, that is a stunning, stunning level of biblical ignorance. I know more about rock climbing than Jesse Duplantis knows about the Bible. You'll catch that in just a minute. Um, but that leads us up to this. This, we, this, what you're about to hear may be, may be the most blasphemous, heretical thing that I have ever heard come from the lips of Jesse Duplantis. So when you understand, then you'll understand the book of Isaiah chapter 9, I want to read verse 6. For unto us, Isaiah 9 verse 6, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
Yet the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children. So when I look at Isaiah 9, 6, where is the government now? It's on us. The government of the world is on mankind. And because we're made in God's image and in God's likeness, you can call us wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God, Christ in us. The everlasting Father. Woo! The Prince of Peace. That's what it means to be the gift. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But there's no word to describe just how blasphemous that was. That Jesse Duplantis would read himself into Isaiah 9, verse 6. He makes himself the object, the subject of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, when it is so clearly Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the second person of the triune God. Oh no, oh no, Jesse Duplantis says he belongs there just as much as does Jesus. So Jesse Duplantis, you heard it out of the horse's own mouth. He is the one who is wonderful. He is the counselor. He is the mighty God and everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You have to go to the word faith movement to find this kind of heresy, this kind of blasphemy. You will only find it in the word faith movement, at least as you are considering um, denominations or theological streams that claim to be conservative evangelicals, that claim to have a high view of Scripture, that claim to believe in the exclusivity of Christ, the deity of Christ, and claim to follow a historical grammatical literal approach to hermeneutics and all that stuff. And Jesse Duplantis couldn't even tell you what that means. But I'm not, I mean, yes, you will find rank heresy in Unitarian churches and Episcopal churches and uh, United Methodist church. And, you know, but those are liberal mainline Protestant denominations. I mean, they've long been off the, the theological reservation. They, they don't claim to be conservative. Um, but word faith does. I mean, they, they claim to be in our conservative uh, theological camp. So within at least the the movements or the denominations that claim to be conservative evangelicals, you've got to go to a word faith movement. You've got to find, you've got to go to a word faith preacher, a word faith adherent to find that level of blasphemy and heresy. Unbelievable. Absolutely Unbelievable. And this is why I say you cannot, Jesse Duplantis is not a Christian. Jesse, if you are watching this, you are lost as a ball in high weeds. If your heart were to stop right now, you would go straight to hell. You would bust hell wide open and you would join the rich man of Luke chapter 16. You will endure the full undiluted fury of God's wrath for all of eternity you will be one of those ones of whom Jesus speaks in Matthew chapter 7, 21 through 23. You'll be in the lake of fire and you'll, you'll, you'll be standing before Christ 
with eyes of flaming fire and feet of burnished bronze, and you'll be crying out, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not cast out demons? Did I not perform many miracles in your name? And Jesus will look at you with those eyes, eyes of flaming fire, and he will say to you, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Jesse Duplantis, you are a worker of iniquity. You cannot be indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God and teach that kind of blasphemy, teach that kind of heresy, and not feel a prick of conscience. It's not possible. That's why I say what many of you have heard me say before, that the great irony is that charismatics would look at someone like me, a cessationist, and they would say, oh, you don't believe in the Holy Spirit. You don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. To the contrary. It is not I, it is not we as cessationists who have a low view of the Holy Spirit of God. It's people in the Word Faith Movement, you Apostolic Reformation Movement. It's the Jesse Duplantis's and the Benny Hens and the Kenneth Copeland's and the Joyce Myers and the Joel Osteen's and the Creflo Dollars and the Bill Johnson's and the Todd White's in the Patricia Kings of the world of this, they, it is they who have a low, low view of the Holy Spirit of God because my view of the Holy Spirit is far too high to allow for that kind of blasphemy, that kind of heresy. And this is, this is, I think this may be the first time I've heard it so blatant, like I'm the object of Isaiah nine, verse six, but the little God's doctrine, that's common in the word faith movement. It's the bread and butter of the word faith movement. Uh, you can't be indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God and teach that kind of blasphemy with no prick of conscience. So it is not we, it's not, it's not people in my theological camp that have a low view of the Holy Spirit of God. It is people in Jesse Duplantis' camp in the word faith camp that have a very low view of the Holy Spirit because if they were truly indwelt by the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit would drop them to their knees under such heavy conviction. Watch this from Jesse Duplantis. So when you understand that, that's why I live here on earth like I'd be in heaven. I truly am living the Our Father prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? As it is where? So when you go to heaven, are there, is there any debt? Is there any jealousy? Is there any envy? Is there any strife? Is there any age? Yeah, and there are no heretics in heaven either, Jesse Duplantis, which is exactly why you're not headed there. Watch this. My Lord, maybe I ought to preach more partners. <laughs> He says it again. Maybe I should preach more partner letters is what he was saying. It's kind of audio is a little garbled there, but maybe I should preach more partner letters. You know, heaven forbid, preach the Bible. Now let's preach my partner letters. It's just unbelievable. Just say if by some chance you are watching this, stop writing your partner letters. In fact, I want to say this to you. And I mean it. I've said, I've made this plea to you before and to Kenneth Copeland and Todd White and others. Jesse, I don't hate you, but I hate with a passion what you're doing. 
because you are bringing untold reproach upon the name of Christ. You are sullying the gospel. You are preaching a different gospel and a different Jesus. You do not know Jesus Christ. You know a Jesus that you have created out of your own vain imagination, a Jesus that exists to serve your every whim and fancy, a Jesus that exists to give you a cushy, opulent lifestyle where you can fly around in your private jets and show them off like you show off pictures of your grandkids. You brag and boast about how much money you have. Your, may your money perish with you, and it will, and it will. I don't want you to go to hell, but that's where you're headed. But if you will truly repent, turn from your sin, and place your trust in the real Jesus, the real Christ, he will save you. If you will come to Christ in a true godly sorrow over your sin, where you are broken over your sin, you are broken over the reproach that you have brought upon his name, where you are broken of all of the thousands of lies that you have told the people who follow you in the name of Jesus, where you are broken over the these made-up conversations that you claim to have with Jesus, where you are broken over your blatant lie that you went to heaven in a cable car, and then you walked into your office where Jesus was physically standing there and you gave him a hug to comfort him. When you were broken over reading yourself into Isaiah 9 verse 6, that it is only until you will be broken over your sin that you will ever, ever find salvation and freedom from that sin. You're not broken right now, but I pray that you will be. I pray that someone watches this. I pray that someone watches this and gets it to you. One final clip from Jesse Duplantis. Poor Satan messed up royally when he crucified Jesus. He even said it with his own words, if I'd have known, I'd have never crucified. He never thought that Jesus would make us a gift. Huh? Satan said with his own words, if I'd have only known, I wouldn't have crucified him. What? What? <laughs> Where's that verse? You know, I guess if it's no big deal for you to put words in God's mouth that he didn't say, if it's no big to put words in Jesus' mouth that he did not say, certainly no big deal to put words in Satan's mouth that he did not say. Jesse Duplantis, if by some chance you are watching this, you have no idea the peril that your soul is in. It's one of these days, if you don't repent, you're going to join Satan in the lake of fire where the worm will not die and the fire will not be quenched. You will wail, you will weep, you will gnash your teeth for all of eternity. I don't want that for you. Turn to Christ. Repent. And may God grant you mercy. Okay, dear ones, um, as we close, if, if, if you are following any of these people, those names that I just mentioned, Jesse Duplantis, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn, Creflo Dollar, Joyce Meyer, Joel Osteen, Bill Johnson, Chris Vallotton, uh, Patricia King, Stacey Campbell, Todd White, Joseph Prince, any of these individuals, flee 
flee. Don't listen to them. They're wolves. They're hirelings. They do not care about you. They do not care about God. They care only about themselves. All right, dear ones, thank you very much for watching. Until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.